to Park in the Bus, episode 38 of the only fantasy football podcast that thinks defence is better than attack. I'm your host, Callum McAvoy, joined as ever by my good friend and Nuno Espirito Santo's biggest fan, Jack Murray. Good evening, Callum. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. Uh, celebrated my birthday on the weekend, so got quite drunk and cried about FPL results. But uh, <laughs> yeah, apart from that, it was uh, <laughs> it was all right. No, yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Yes, I am well. Uh, good, fantastic result at the uh, at the weekend for us. Probably one of the most like enjoyable games I've watched. I-, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed the Tottenham game so much for a variety of reasons. Yeah, that that made me happy i had to stop uh like i was sitting in my front room like for people on audio i'm currently shaking my fist at the screen um and i had to stop doing it because it was i had the vaccine that morning and it was really hurting my right arm <laughs> uh, to like keep like i was like yeah like loads and uh i was like ow stop it but i was i was really hyped and pumped like really yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, that that's made my that definitely at least made my weekend. Um, and FPL and and Sky, you know, I did okay. Um, you know, if, <laughs> ninety five points would usually be more than okay, but in the scheme of what I've seen, it's probably decent, but not like spectacular. Yeah, I've never seen so many people, especially in game week one, moaning about not getting the hundred points, like. 100 points is usually very sacred, like, ground, and, like, I can understand, like, on, on a double game week when people miss out, obviously, but, you know, so many people were like, I can't believe I, I missed out by one point, or, you know, damn this player, but whatever, and I'm just thinking, like, at least you got to 90 points, like, I had an awful time, <laughs> you know, again, I'd usually be happy with 77 points, and that's a great score, but not this week when the average was 74 was it uh i'll double check for you now. i should have researched that part 69 so again i barely above average for me i'm just thankful i, I beat my dad in the end uh, you know <laughs> given that i said his i set his team up and i chucked Firmino and son in there because that's his two favorite like non-palace players so, but again, players who are not typically what well, Son is, but Firmino, you know, isn't typically great at uh, FPL, and he only went and scored, didn't he? So, not a bench, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Any, but anyway, you know, we we go again. Yeah, Son. I think Son's a good pick. If you if you want to, you know, it, I I I wanted Son, but I I just think he's like at ten mil for a player that I'm not going to captain in the early weeks, and he's kind of a bit too much for a squad player. But I think he's a great pick. I think he's gonna get loads of goals this year, because um, he's he's just because of the Kane thing. He's he's regarded even more of a legend as he was before. I think he is pretty close to being a genuine club legend at this point, and I think he really enjoys that. So if you saw his like post match interview afterwards, he was like in his element. I think he's. I mean, I think he is a, a Spurs legend already for you know all he's done in the recent years. But uh, I, I think he's like getting to Premier League legendary status maybe uh certainly certainly the best korean player we've had i mean maybe i know there's a lot of united fans would say uh park jason maybe yeah you had a korean guy didn't you he scored a screamer once i can't remember his name what lee what lee chun yun yes yes 50 appearances two goals one of them generally a puss cast yeah. uh, worthy goal <laughs> 
Uh, a goal that a goal that I should say completely cursed us. We didn't win a game for like the next uh, four months after after he <laughs> scored that goal. <laughs> but um, yes, he, he whenever his birthday comes around, it's the customary to re- retweet videos of that goal uh, oh. against uh, Stoke. I think it was. Yeah, uh, it was like a late winner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's always funny though because you can see in the background, um, Balassi starts running to go and celebrate with him and then suddenly stops and that was him basically injuring his hamstring for three months so again <laughs> another reason why that goal cursed us <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh yes yeah, no, I, I think son's a great player i mean we all think son's a great player but i think no one really knew how spurs were going to do and nuno and especially without Kane. and i thought they were pretty brilliant all game they had they had a plan and it worked if it didn't work, then you know, I'm sure questions would be asked. You know, why didn't they attack or anything like that? But when you're playing City, like you've got to have a very careful plan. And uh, yeah, I, fair play to Nuno. That's why I say I think you're his biggest fan now. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> we'll get onto it a bit more when we come to that game. But I'm not. I, I think I. I can't remember if I said on this podcast, but I. I I knew that when we got him, it was never going to go terribly. I I knew that I well, I thought that it it's not going to be spectacular, but I, he's a safe pair of hands, and I can't see it going like atrociously. Like we're going to be like twelfth or something like that. But yeah, he got it spot on. Uh, we'll come into like future games, what I think and my my worries for future games for us. But um, yeah, really happy with with it, and and it's nice to actually have you know someone who is quite positive in their demeanour for a change as well he just seems to really enjoy it which obviously we've not seen from our managers for or manager of the last 18 months no it was uh, i enjoyed watching it obviously great with the crowd back and that goes for all the games to be honest like if you really we really have missed just the noise i know that the crowd noise is you know was a temporary fix but you know nothing beats like a proper live reaction to everything but yeah, so uh, let's run through how we did in game week one, both on uh, FPL and Sky. Uh, as mentioned, I got 77 points. Not really good at all. Uh, overall rank is currently 2.5 million, which is blooming awful. Um, so, But it's only up, it's, huh? well, yeah, but you know, for someone who is, you know, the host of a fantasy football podcast, <laughs> I think that's pretty terrible. Uh, my My big Finn was no Bruno. I took him out for Lukaku. Uh, I I took a gamble and it didn't it didn't work. Um, at least for this week anyway. Who knows? Bruno may never score again for the rest of the the, the season. I, I doubt it. But there you go. But uh, yeah, o- only only way up. You know, only green arrows from now on. Uh, hopefully, Jack. A lot better for you. Uh, Ninety five points. Um, Seven hundred sixteen thousand, which again isn't too bad. You know. It's a good start, good solid start. Um, are you gutted you didn't get a hundred, or are you just like, nah, it's fine, ninety five's all right. No, I, I didn't mind too much. Um, it, yeah, it kind of, I think maybe papered over a little bit. Actually, nearly half my team blanked, five out of eleven. Um, and and that was that was because you know one of them got seventeen times two, and one of them got twenty. Um. And one of them actually got 13 as well, Antonio, you forget. Um, so, yeah, I had five blanks, which 
I I have a trend. Uh, it's just happened genuinely three or four seasons in a row now. I've had like eighty plus in game week one, and then game week two I've thirty five or something like that. So <laughs> I'm partly nervous. <coughs> excuse me. Um, for the week coming up because it just always seems to go wrong. Um, and my team has required minimal movement. In fact, the only thing I've done is I swapped Luke Ayling and Ben White on my bench. I moved Ayling up to sub one. Um, and apart from that, my team has stayed completely untouched. Uh, same starting 11, same captain, same vice captain. Um, so hopefully, I think on paper, the team looks okay, but you never know how it's going to go, do you? Um, but not regretting too much as it stands. I, I think my team is quietly solid. It's very boring. I don't know if you saw my tweet describing it as missionary position, um, but it's uh, it's okay. It, it, I think it's quite solid and it will tick over. That's why, you know, sneakily think. I mean, going conventional, I think was actually a very good idea. I think I went for one one too many differentials in my team. Now looking back at it, um, you know, especially with you know not going with Bruno, but. You know, it was a it, it was a risk. I always knew it was going to be a risk going for Lukaku, but you know, hopefully he'll play Arsenal this weekend. Um, hopefully he'll get a goal or two. Um, I don't know what his record against Arsenal's like. I, I know there's the, the joke that he's not very good against the big teams, but you know who knows now with this. Um, this is probably the best team he's worked with in terms of personnel, uh, at least. So you never know. Um, did okay. I, I I said I did okay. I got six players did bl- um, blank, but uh, thankfully my defense actually did quite well. You know, Trent, Aileen, and um, Simakas. I'm pronouncing yep. that correctly. Um, all got all got six points. Um, Aileen was on the bench, but fortunately Chilwell didn't play, so uh, I yeah. got benefited from that. So um, yeah, hopefully I mean it was okay. I was so glad when Aileen scored. <laughs> Um, and then I was obviously was praying that Chilwell wasn't playing. So, uh, yeah, no, it was... Uh, I mean, I, I'm happy with 77 points. I'm obviously gutted that it's not more. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll move on. Hopefully next week will be a lot better. Um, going on to Sky, similar results, really, uh, for us both. Um, my first Sky team uh, got 93 points which puts me in the top 48,000. Uh, Jack, a lot better with you, 123. You did, you did break the century mark. Um, that puts you in the top 6,000. Uh, not quite uh, the top 1,000 or top 100 as you've had in, as you finished last year. But um, yeah, a good start, would you say? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the... <clears throat> as a historical player. I'm in uh, one of the like, mega leagues. And at the end of Saturday, I was actually top, um, which I was really happy with. And then Sunday, I captained Ruben Diaz instead of Antonio, um, which kind of stopped me from having a mega week. Um, I think I probably would still be top of that league if I had. And still, I'm down in like 10th, um, which just shows how tight it is. And, and, and there's not too much to worry about after game week one. But um, yeah. I um I was happy overall. Uh, again, it's a team where I I'm, I don't regret too much at the moment, apart from the captaincy choice. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty happy to be honest. Um, not much to complain about. 
and then our second teams are more sort of experimental teams I guess you could say um I got 92 so my teams did virtually the exact same um 51,000 for me uh, 110 points for you um for your second team uh any sort of uh main ob observations from that second team at all or yeah is it just some different players who just didn't quite work out um yeah actually this applies to both teams you just reminded me i wish i had virgil van dyke i i wasn't actually 100 percent sure he was going to start which is why i went without him as soon as i saw him in the team sheet i thought oh yeah <laughs> welcome to my overhaul team um yeah <laughs> and he got 10 easy 10 um Apart from that, no, not really. Main differences were um, I had one team Tielemans, one team Barnes. I think Tielemans got uh, eight points. Over, he got eight. He ticked over really well with bonus. Yeah, well, Barnes blank. Um, uh, Soyan mm. Chewin was in my first team. He got a nice ten pointer. Um, so yeah, that was where the main differences come in. I, I didn't really change a huge amount. And Lewis Dunk beat Webster. Webster was really unlucky, actually. I think he was official like 58 passes and three tackles or something, 50 passes, three tackles. So he actually wasn't miles off getting a decent score. But the concerning thing was that he was at right back, um, which is what not what I bought him for. I bought him to play centre-back next to Lewis Duncan, try and match him for passes. Um, but, yeah, again, that's a, a, you know, probably compared to the competition I'm up against, uh, probably slightly below average, but not terrible, you know, stay, in terms of staying with the pack, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's interesting, my first team was really carried by Salah and Bruno, uh, and then my second team was actually a lot more well-rounded, um, had uh, Trent, Pereira, Van Dijk, uh, Tillisman, Suchek, uh, and also had um, Adam Armstrong, I took Gamble on, obviously oh, he got a debut nice. goal as well, so yeah, no, it's actually... Actually, not too bad. Um, who knows? My second team might actually become my my first team, if you know what I mean. Um, if this continues, you never you never know. Uh, even though it is a, as the name suggests, a park the bus team. There's a five at the back, so yeah. Who knows? It might again. This is this is very early days. There's not uh, an awful lot of analysis that we can really give, or anyone can really give, uh, after just one game week. I'd say maybe you've got to wait until like game week three or four before we can really judge certain things. Um, yeah, I I think we've discussed this before. The earliest I've ever played a wild card is game week three, uh, or after game week three, I should say, just because my team was going so badly. But uh, yeah, I don't I, whether I'll do the same or not this year. Who knows? But um, yeah, I think give it a few weeks. If you're not happy with your score, then then you can still start to win the changes, but. Obviously, you see some people online who are like, "Oh, I I want to change Barnes out already for someone else," and it's like, just just give it another week and see what happens. You know, like don't don't make don't rush to any changes unless like there's an injury or something, or you put Tammy Abraham in your team for some reason. <laughs> Why you would or or Ben Davis, the the Liverpool one that is. Um, no, there's 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 not a lot we can really say uh, beyond the usual. Uh, stuff but uh yeah was there any like major surprises for you uh at all in just in football in terms or in the, the game week as or just on fantasy uh i surprised watford scored three times 
Um, yes, that what that was surprising. <laughs> I, I actually wasn't too surprised about how un- incapable Villa looks defensively. You know, I, I shared before about how I, I actually worried a bit more for them. I actually think they I think they're worse off than last year. I know they've bought all these players in, but they have lost Grealish, and uh, you know they did concede a lot of shots last year. It's just that Martinez bailed them out of trouble so many times. Um, so I'm not actually surprised that Villa let in three, but I was I was led to believe that Watford weren't particularly, you know, um, you know, a front foot team in the champ even in the championship. Um, so I was surprised when they when they scored three. Um, semi surprised by how comfortable I know they got battered. Sorry, but how comfortable Palace some Palace players looked in possession. How comfortable we were. Yeah, as in like how they, they Palace made a lot of passes. They I know they you know it didn't really work, and it was probably the right wrong time to to start using that first game of the season. But mm. um, you know I think Guehi made about sixty passes, which never really happened away at at Stamford Bridge. But I mean, it, there's a time and a place, and kind of this isn't a De Boer version two where they the manager tries to change the philosophy too radically too quickly. I mean, I'd, I've only seen the the match of the day highlights of it, and it was, you know, all all Chelsea really. But yeah, we didn't we didn't expect anything differently, um, and you know, um, there's not a lot of you know anti Vieira you know sentiment at all. Often there there can't be really. Um, and an important thing to note was last season our results against Chelsea were a four nil loss and a four one loss. Yeah. So in many ways, this is progress uh, to just to lose three <laughs> nil. Um, <laughs> but uh, and obviously we didn't have that wasn't our best eleven either. No. Um, you know he still had Kriate at centre back, which uh, no, I I love Checo Kriate is one of my favourite players in the Palace squad, but he is not a centre back. He is an emergency centre back if we're desperate. But you know once like Anderson starts there properly. Once Benteke is starting again, obviously he he missed pretty much all of preseason. Um, once Gallagher's in as well, obviously wasn't able to play. Uh, yeah. Once Eze and Elise are back from injury, uh, then I think we'll start to see some really good results. But yeah, don't be surprised if Palace are um, down the bottom of the table in the relegation zone for a little bit at the start of the season. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah. Um, Let's roll through some of the other games, uh, shall we? We've already discussed uh, Tottenham a fair bit. Um, was there any, apart from Son, was there any other players that really stood out as a, from a fantasy point of view? Um, if you fancy differentials, I suppose you look at Lucas and Bergwijn, both looked really good, particularly mm. Lucas. Um, but Lucas always looks good without Kane. I think it's because he's given, like, the main in transition, if Kane's playing, he you know obviously drops deeper and he'll look to hit a pass. Whilst if if he's not there, Lucas is our best dribbler. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you notice how many times he drove transitions with just running and running, which he he doesn't really have the license to do as much when Kane is in the team. You know, you look at his best performances in this Tottenham shirt and they've all come without Kane. Obviously, the Ajax one, he scored a hat trick against Huddersfield. Uh, Kane wasn't mm-hmm. there. Um. So yeah, um, Bergvine I think is probably going to start the majority of games. Just needs a goal, really. The defense, I think Rehilon is underpriced at five million. I did think from the start, I was quite surprised they didn't push him to five and a half. 
Um, because, you know, we're going to keep probably, you know, we're going to keep more than average clean sheets. It's not going to be like, you know, five clean sheets all season. And for someone who does have decent attacking potential, I think five million is underpriced. It's just it's one of those where you can't really justify starting. But yeah, no, apart from that, not not massively, just just Son for now. But I mean, Tanganga was superb and he's one to monitor if, if he nails his place. I was going to say, like, is he, do you think he's like first choice at the back, at right back now? Uh, and yeah. like, as you said, 4.5 million uh, could be an absolute bargain. Yeah, no, I'd say so. I think he's probably he's a clear up upgrade on Doherty and, and Aurier in the in that position. It's just the the main worry is is almost like the anti Palace. Well, we we need to have a watch of Palace against teams nearer them in the table. Like Brentford this weekend is one way you will get a true gauge as to where Palace are at. Uh, I actually think the true gauge of where we're at is when we play lower half teams because Nuno's never ever had issues against big teams. Really, he's always had decent results. Because um, he's obviously very, very apt at setting up teams to counter really well. It's just like, how do we break down, you know, Burnley's low block, Watford's low block when it comes to it? Um, if we can start to pick up consistent results against them, as Nuno hasn't really shown in the past, then we might be in business. But um, yeah, I still think it's a bit of a wait and see until we get, you know, a bit of consistency in in the lineup. Because um, you'd think, in theory, against these lower these lower half teams, Doherty would be better suited to playing than Tanganga. But yeah, it's okay. A lot of it will be wait and see, but promising. No, it's an excellent performance. Um, the same can't be said of City, though. That's one of the worst games I think I've ever seen them play. Um, just didn't seem to really have a clue. It was. I know there's the old joke about. Um, Wenger's Arsenal used to like walk the ball into the back of the net, like just none of them wanted to shoot at all. And you know, I think City have always been the same like that, but because their passes are so good that they can they can kind of get away with it. But um, yeah, not having a, a proper striker up top, we all kind of said they were going to struggle without Aguero, and they could definitely have done with an, an Aguero type on the weekend. A lot of the focus obviously was on Jack Grealish for obvious reasons. You, I think you called it before the game. You said, I think uh, Grealish in a, in a number eight role is going to struggle a lot. And uh, sure enough, he did. Yeah, I just worry for the, I mean, the whole, I'm 90% sure the reason he didn't start for England in the Euros was a lack of defensive discipline. So why would it be any different when he's playing for City? Yeah, I, I worried, especially I knew our team was just going to be geared around pace and transition. Um, and I knew that there would be a chance he would leave massive gaps behind him. I mean, Fernandinho, despite being past his best about five years ago, is still the best at defending those, arguably in the world. But even like Bergvine, Lucas, Son is tough for, you know, that that's that's a quick front three. Um, that's tough for anyone. It just seemed a bit naive from Pep, to be honest. I, I don't have a problem with with Grealish playing there against teams where City genuinely do have like eighty percent possession in some of these games. But against us, we you know we're not obviously we're not a top four challenger more than likely, but we're not bad. You know, we're not we're not a uh, you know going to come out there and just part the bus. So yeah, I I was surprised. It was it just seemed a bit naive. From Pep, to be honest, I was I was quite surprised, but it might have been down to a bit of lack of squad depth as well. But I mean, they did have Rodri available on the bench. Could he have played Rodri and Fernandinho and moved Grealish into number ten? 
I don't know, but yeah, no, it was it was a strange performance, wasn't it? They they really didn't even their passes like it was one of the least amount of passes they've hit under Pep. Um, maybe that's a Grealish effect because he's somebody who likes to just carry the ball rather than getting involved in intricate, um, you know, intricate passing moves. Mm. Do you think it's like just early season, just warming up? Like we saw this last year. Obviously, they lost like five two to Leicester and all that. You know, it took them. It took them a while to sort of get going. Do you think it's a, a similar case? Um, to an extent. Um, that's what I mean by it being naive. I mean, Pep worked out last year in the end that City was so bad at defending counterattacks that they just needed to play Rodri and Fernandinho together um, quite frequently to protect that. But, I mean, I don't know. It, uh, the false nine tactic without the, the clear focal point, I think, can only last for a certain period of time before teams work it out or, you know, become accustomed to it. Um, which is why I kind of, unless they buy a striker, I do kind of worry for them in terms of finishing. They're going to finish in the top four, obviously. But in terms of in the title race, I think that they might be found out. And that's why Chelsea have moved so decisively for Lukaku. Um, And I think that's what puts them currently as my title favourites. Is that that? difference really well, I think the thing is like they, they won the league without a striker last season obviously Aguero was missing through for injury but like it if you're gonna not really have a striker you need to have someone who's really effective as a number nine uh in the same way that um as a, as a false nine in the same way that Firmino is at, at uh, Liverpool and I don't think they really have that kind of player I mean they played uh, Torres in that role, and he's not that. He's 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 a wide man. Like Sterling's a wide man. Like they need someone who's like a proper, uh, central base player. Like De Bruyne can play there. I think Foden can play there. But I don't know. There's I think that kind of false nine role is so hard to find these days in football. Like I think Firmino is probably one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, in that position. And players like that are quite rare to find. So. I mean, I'm sure if they could find one, they could definitely afford them. But, you know, it's a case of whether they actually want to go out and buy anyone. If they get Kane, then everything changes, I think we, we all agree. But um, I don't know what the chances of that happening now are. Um, yeah. I'd, say quite, I'd say quite slim now that the season started. Let's hope. Yeah. Well, I think, I think sort of for the simple fact that, obviously, Levy's not going to sell for you know, anything less than 150 or whatever his his price tag is, um, and the other thing as well is that of course there's not really enough time to go out there and get another striker. I know you guys have been linked to Martinez, but he's not going to leave Inter now uh, for a variety of reasons. So unless you you want to get like unless you want to get like a Cardi, but that's apparently a big no no. Uh, <laughs> don't give me that face. He's a decent striker. Terrible human being uh, uh, off the pitch, you know. But <laughs> terrible work rate. Have you not? Have you seen? Have you seen his 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 games to goal ratio throughout his whole career? Yeah, I can imagine it's quite good. It's like it's like one in two. It is one in two. But I don't like his work rate. It's bad. But yeah, no, I I, I think I just can't believe I I was saying this after. I know it's very early to say. But it just makes the hundred million on Grealish a bit more baffling. Grealish was not, in my opinion, anyway, worth a hundred million to Man City, if that makes sense. I think Harry Kane right now is worth about one hundred and eighty million 
to Man City specifically. So I don't understand. I, I, you know, did they need Grealish? I, you know, I don't, I don't think they did. But they need Kane. Mm, exactly. Oh, exactly. I think it's unless they know something we don't about a certain player is going to leave in the near future um, or whatever. But like, and I think like Bernardo Silva has been linked away for a variety of different reasons. But um, yeah, I know it, it is just a bizarre one. Maybe they needed to get their you know, homegrown talent quota up again because they're always in trouble for that. That's why they had to get Scott Carson in for those two years. <laughs> Um, that was purely the only reason they did it because they they needed another English player. But uh, yeah, no, it, as I said, slow start for City fantasy wise. You know, Pep Roulette I think kills any chance of having like a nailed on like City player. I took Ruben Diaz out of my team during the week because I just didn't think he was going to do very well to start with, and I was right. So there you go. Um, let's move on now to a couple of other teams. Um, Let's talk, uh, let's talk Newcastle West Ham if that's uh, if that's okay. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Antonio, uh, very popular pick. Um. We both have him. Yeah. On both games. I've got him in, in everything. Some capacity. I love. You got him in everything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. Obviously, missed his penalty. A bit annoying, oh, but rubbish. um, it wasn't a good penalty. He he won't be on pens again. He was. It's usually noble or noble or rice, isn't it? Uh, yeah, if Noble's on the pitch, he's going to take it. But um, yeah. I think Lingard took one last year. Oh uh, yeah, it's a fair point. So, so I don't know. They might, it might, he might get another go. Who knows? But um, no, I thought uh, I was kind of worried actually about West Ham. I thought they might struggle this uh, this season. I think they will once Europa League starts and they've got to rotate the team around. But um, no, I mean, promising start for them, obviously. I know, yes, it's against Newcastle, but even so, like four goals are still very impressive. Aside from Antonio and the usual suspects, was there anyone else who sort of stood out? Ben Rama. Yeah, I, I, he was kind of like a pre-season Twitter darling, wasn't he? But he genuinely did look like a different player to the one that um was around last he, year. I don't think, was that his first goal for West Ham? I think it might have been, yeah. At least in the at least in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. He just looked, he got gold in the assist. He looked he looked yeah different quality to what we'd seen last year. Um, I guess it's just because he he played Lingard's position as well, so he's always like the Lingard replacement, if you like. Mm. Um, thought Bowen looked really sharp as well. I, I I can't remember if he got any involvement. Um, no, he nearly got the yeah, Creswell he... goal. Yeah, but thanks. If if he had, he would have been offside. I think for it. So um, yeah, so yeah, no, yeah. I, I yeah, but, yeah. I thought he looked yeah decent as well. Uh, I'd prefer Ben Rama now if maybe pick just purely because you know golden assist. But yeah, I thought that entire West Ham front four looked dangerous. Um, Suchet got it was a jammy goal and he didn't do anything else really. You know the ball came to him from the Antonio penalty. But yeah, I'll take a I'll take a jammy goal any day of the week, you know, like you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know. I mean, if if you're asking me, Jared Bowen or Ben Rama, for or Suchek, I'm definitely having Ben Rama and Bowen above Suchek in FPL, <laughs> at least. Hmm. Um, yeah, defense I thought looked a bit wobbly, which actually kind of under the radar was towards the end of last season. Um, 
they struggled to clean sheet. Um, and it, it looked that way again. Um, but yeah, Newcastle looks so open. Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll say I'll say this for Newcastle. I actually thought they played with a lot of energy. Like they were, I thought that they were trying to really go and win the game. Like this wasn't yeah. the typical, you know, five four one that we've come to expect from them. Uh, I actually don't know what formation they played in the end. It, but yeah, it was it was uh, well five three two. Sam Maxman played off. It was a five three two. Off, oh, he I played see. off of Wilson. Yeah, but there there was an energy about them. Like, I think Sam Maxman looked really good. Um, give it. I know he's a forward and that puts people off. But for five point five, I think I think that's a he could be a decent option if he keeps 6. it up. 5. See six point. Okay, I take it back. What someone on Twitter said five point five, and I was like, that seems quite I low. Think that was I'll last take your year. Word for it. <laughs> oh, was it last year? Was yeah. It? But I huh? who who was tweeting that then this morning? <laughs> I really don't like him as an option. <laughs> no, I mean if he was if he was a midfielder, I think I'd really consider him. But as a forward, yeah. probably not. Because um, I, I think as yeah. good as he looks, he's just not going to get you ten goals. Famous last words. No, but you know he's. Why get not... why get ten why get ten assists though? I mean, like, yeah, he's... but uh, but as you know, a striker, yeah. Um, you know you'd rather have Tony wouldn't you the same price mm, Adam Armstrong now even Um, Mm. yeah I I think Wilson's decent we said didn't we that Wilson is going under the radar I I still think he is I probably would have had Wilson had I not bought Lukaku in again another player I've missed out on points but um, yeah I mean obviously you wait until his his legs fall apart but um, no, yeah, Callum Wilson's always. I'm never gonna say no if someone says, "Oh, should I put Callum Wilson?" I would always say, "Yeah, he's he's a safe bet." Um, obviously, Willock has now joined as well. Um, yeah, six million. So I don't know if I'd consider him or not, but ridiculous rate of goals last season. Uh, so eighteen, I think eighteen fourteen he got, which is for someone who. I don't know what he like how what he considers his position, but I always thought he was like more of like a number eight type. But I don't yeah. think he kind of plays as a number ten as well. So no a great a great player, great addition for Newcastle. Um no one else really though. No, don't go anywhere near the defence. No. Um if you want though... if you want to really punt on Woodman, I think he's four, isn't he? So Is yeah, he at least I... got a I, I thought, assume he's four. I thought they I priced him at four. I think they priced him at four and a half because he wasn't on the game, so they put him in the game uh, at four and a half. I see. Very um, cheeky. Yeah, I don't know why he wasn't on the in the game. I knew he was mm. in the squad. Um, mm. but yeah, no, I know they're a def- apart from they look very bright. Actually, you are right in terms of their intent. But even though they are a predominantly defensive team, doesn't mean that they're very good at defending. Um. Mm. So it's it's not a consideration for me. Um, yeah, I, I think to be honest, it's still only just it's Wilson or no one else. Still, maybe, maybe Matt Ritchie, because he's got a, a, actually like ridiculous golden assist ratio in the last sort of ten games or so. Um, I believe he's a five million um, defender, but yeah, that he's he's punty, um, you know. But he he will tick over, but just because he is dangerous from a going forward point of view. But um, no, Callum Wilson is decent. He's in a little bracket of players who I think actually got ignored because they actually do have really, really good stats. It's just that they're injured for a big period, so people forget about them. I think he's only uh, 7% ownership 
uh, Wilson, which is actually really good for someone like him. Uh, let's move on to probably the biggest fixture of the weekend in terms of the actual teams involved. Um, United and Leeds. Um, cracking game of football in the end. Uh, as we said, we always knew it was going to be. Um, we've already talked a bunch about Fernandez. You know, it's it's what he does, blah, blah, blah. I think this... Do you think this shut up the Bruno faction of the internet? Or do you think there's still going to be quite a lot of naysayers out there? Well, I mean... I don't know. It's, it's quite hard to gauge, isn't it? Because, I mean, United were extremely clinical in this game. United and Bruno. Um, so it's quite hard to gauge. I don't. I think their expected goals was in the 1.7 region. Just like it was just like every chance they buried, didn't they? Like aside from the Pogba miss in the first half, which yeah. I do not know how he missed that. No, no. Um, but um, yeah, it's strangely a game. Actually, I wouldn't read too much into into. I, I just think United are just a terrible tactical matchup for Leeds. I think it's like. Like Leeds will get spanked. As long as Bielsa's the manager, they will get spanked two, three times a season. It's it's just a thing, you know, it's gonna happen. But minus a sort of brainless twenty minutes where they let in four, it actually wasn't that you know it wasn't like oh it, they completely battered them. It it really was a case of once the floodgates opened, they well and truly opened, uh, in that yeah. game, I think. And you know, as as you said, you know, United were incredibly clinical. But um, yeah, I, I I think there's you know obviously you know what you're going to get with Leeds obviously um, obviously a lot of disappointed Rafinha uh, owners uh, I was the same with Harrison of course but obviously you know Luke Halian, um did very well as we as we predicted he would too of course it was Dallas who got the assist for him so yeah but, uh, Dallas playing at left back of course yeah. which is I. Yes, I know Junior Furpo is going to come in eventually. He did. But, uh, Dallas played second half in midfield. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's you know, yeah, it's still good from Le- from Leeds' point of view. The big one, I think, is Mason Greenwood. A lot of people talking about him. Yeah, um, particularly because he is a midfielder in the game. Yeah, and of course, I think he's United's starting striker. I know they've still got Cavani to come back. Um. I know Martial exists, um, but you'd never know really what you're going to get with him. Like I think Greenwood's their best number nine at the moment. I think if they're, I think if they're trying to build quite a fluid front four, because they obviously had Pogba, who's not really a left winner playing at left, oh, yeah. sort of starting at left wing. You know, obviously Santos. They played Dan James, who was beyond useless in that game. Obviously, Sancho's going to come in. I think they can create quite a fluid front four with, with Greenwood. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know if you if you want to take a punt on him or not. When I saw Greenwood starting up front, because you know how close I was to starting with him, wasn't I? It was basically my last decision. It was, um, do I go with Tony and, and the more flexible team, bit of budget, better bench, or do I go with Greenwood and just splash all the money? I saw him starting as central striker. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I thought, oh, here comes a haul. And I, I got away with it, actually, to an extent. But, yeah, I, I yeah, I can, I can see what you mean. Pogba, basically, he was left winger on the pitch, on the team sheet. He was not a left winger during the game. He was, like... But when you have a fullback like Luke Shaw, it's fine to drift 
that far in field because he'll just bomb past you anyway. And that's fine for Luke Shaw. But yeah, Pogba has, has often started seasons well and then an inevitable injury comes in October and you don't see him for two months. I think Pogba is someone who, we've said it before, but like when he's not, when he doesn't have to like defend when he's got both Fred and McTominay behind him, um, like and he's just given the freedom just to play ridiculous balls in, which is why he got four assists in that game for yeah. sake. Four really good assists as well, it should be said. When he's got when he's kind of got that freedom, which I think he's gonna get in the bigger games. Like I can see um uh, uh Solskjaer playing a similar kind of system against the big teams or like the, the teams that want to dominate possession. But then save the when they play Burnley. Uh, for example, he'll be back in the pivot because they can, you know, press higher. So I think I I don't know if I'd consider Pogba for FPL or anything. Um, maybe Sky for a passing bonus. You'd, you'd you'd probably know more about that, but yeah, if if he plays in the midfield pivot, potentially if he plays on the left wing, probably not. Unless they're playing, you know, like Newcastle or someone like that, who's very generous with their passing bonus. But yeah, no, I think I mean. It's another one that's quite to read into because this is like a perfect tactical matchup for United and Solskjaer really knows what he's doing when he plays teams like Leeds because um, they're like and the intensity and the energy of the front four, if you, as you said, it really does not suit Leeds' man-marking system. Just get dragged all over the place, especially with, with when there's no Calvin Phillips. I thought it was, they were really good, to be honest. But again, it's another one where I want to be able to see what if they've come up with a credible game plan against these lower half teams because they I still don't think they have to be honest they might get the odd win obviously on quality alone but I still want to see like tactical consistency from Solskjaer in a way to break down these lower teams but yeah I think Sancho will come in for Dan James and play pretty much the same role and that will be a massive upgrade you are correct but yeah I, I, I think another one where it's like yeah they played really well but I want to see some consistency because they beat Leeds seven two last year, so we know they can do it. Mm. So it's six seven two six two six two. You're right, yeah, six two. I think six two. Yeah, and just a quick note on United's defense. Uh, obviously, Luke Shaw. You know, did Luke Shaw fins? Uh, did he? Actually, no. I don't know. Who am I we thinking one of? Point. <laughs> oh, who am I thinking of then? I thought he looked all right though. Yeah. No, I thought he did as well. Oh. I thought we got an assist for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, ignore me. Uh, <laughs> but someone obviously who is now an interesting uh, prospect is Varane. Uh, obviously, a, a, a great work from the United PR team to announce him literally five oh, minutes yeah, before kickoff. Like fair, fair play. That's they did a good job there. Rio, Fer, Rio Ferdinand certainly loved it. If you were watching the BT Sport coverage, yeah. Um, it, it, <laughs> it it felt very like old United, didn't it? Like power yeah. play. Like we are big, yeah. um. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I think it was yeah. a Solskjaer idea, which didn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah, that's how that's how like announcements should be done, though. Like you know, yeah. if they're not going to play if they're not if if you know they're not going to be able to play that first game. Announce them literally like five minutes before and get the crowd warmed up. Like yeah, it's yeah, a good, it's a good yeah. Move. yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, but yeah, obviously United's defense is going to be so much better now. Not that Lindelof is a bad player, but Varane is. Rafael Varane is one of the, I think, one of the best centre backs out there at the moment. Has a couple of weak moments, but on, I think quality wise, he's really good. And sticking yeah. next to Maguire, he'll be great. Um, yeah. 
because he won't have to deal with Sergio Ramos's BS anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we'll move on to a quick chat about Liverpool. I don't think I, don't, I honestly didn't think there was much. I haven't seen the highlights, but I, I gather there was. I watched oh, the I, I see. Uh, I gather there wasn't a, a lot of surprises from this game. Seemed like a fairly routine win for them. Yeah, Norwich. It, it should be said to, due to you know COVID. Um, have only have had a very limited preseason. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Norwich. But the thing is, Norwich always play well on the ball. People are saying, oh, "I'm surprised they had so much of the ball." When you know Billy Gilmore hit passing bonus and Sky, I think. But it doesn't surprise me. Norwich always come out and they they want to um, um, look to dominate the ball. You know, as someone who's worked for them, I know the philosophy like the back of my hand. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I know how how um, how much they, they liked to have the ball. And I wasn't surprised, really. People were, were saying, oh, yeah, they've come out and played all right. It, it was it was again, defensively, it was a bit weak. There's clear there's clear um, things to target, um, to be honest. Cruel was bad. I thought thought he could have saved the first and the third one. Um, wouldn't be too surprised if if I was going to start with a four million keeper, it was going to be Angus Gunn because I wouldn't be surprised if he gets his place at some point during the season. Um, but I just think Norwich are a team to target. Um, sorry, I love the club, but I just think they're a team that to to target. Liverpool just looked a little bit like old Liverpool. Um, mm. very solid. Cater was really good. I thought. I know he's really good. He just can't stay fit. Um, but. Simicast was really dangerous, actually. was on set pieces, couple of shots on target. Um, just that Andy Robertson is already back training on the grass. I did see that today, yes. So uh, I don't think they'll rush him back, though. I think Simicast is... If you've still got him, fantastic. Don't bring him in. There's no point. No, no. Um, oh, we had a uh, price rise, I believe, as well. He so, has, uh, yeah. Very tasty. Uh... <laughs> but... Yeah, not, not not much to say. Liverpool were, were decent, but you know Norwich uh, never really going to trouble them. I don't think. No, no. Um, starting to run out of time, so we'll we'll go through a couple of quick ones. Uh, Brentford Arsenal, fantastic for Brentford, um, top of the league for uh, at least uh, what fifteen hours or so. Yeah, timings are off there a bit, but uh, no fair play to them. Um, yeah, no good. Good, good, solid performance. I still don't know like any of their players apart from uh, Raya and Tony. So um, we'll wait and see if any. If we'll wait and see if like anyone like really emerges from the team. But uh, no good performance from them. Arsenal looked fairly poor from what I watched of it. Obviously, no Aubameyang and no uh, Lacazette. Uh, which when they announced that in the morning, I was like, oh, this. I think Brentford could definitely win this now. Like. Um, who did they play? They played uh, Balogun? Up top? Yeah. 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 So uh, he just isn't ready at the moment for uh, to be the starting striker. But uh, obviously, I think we both have Ben White in our fantasy teams. Yeah. So, yeah, not good. He's already on my bench for the Chelsea game this weekend. So He was on my yeah, bench anyway. He's going to stay there, I think, for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he already was, but like. I was like, oh, I'll definitely keep him in because he'll keep a clean sheet at least against Brentford, I, I think. But obviously not. 
So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was a bit. I, yeah, I wouldn't panic no real, too much. No real positives. But but yeah, the the problem is now that you're not really going to start Ben White till game week four, are you? But that's fine. No. Just hope he doesn't drop the uh, price too much. Yeah, well, it's at four point five, so hopefully he won't. Yeah, uh, we mentioned Watford Villa a fair bit as well. Leicester Wolves, nothing really to say on on either count to be honest. Um, I think there's a, a lot of var- variation on what Le- I think everyone has a Leicester player in their team, but there's a lot of variation as to which one it is. See, some people with yeah. Vardy, some people with Iniesta, a lot of people with Daka uh, as well, uh, who I don't think played Barnes, Tillisman. I think we've both got Barnes, haven't we? Um, yeah. I really regret getting getting Barnes, not because I don't like him, but because I wanted someone different to you. Because I think our teams are too similar again. Sorry, <laughs> that's my fault. I put him in and then just didn't bother taking him out again. Yeah, and obviously uh, a lot of people with Ricardo Pereira as well, um, especially on Sky, did very well. Yeah, so I think we've I think we've left. I mean, we we've said it before about Leicester, like they're a great team, but there's no main standout person in terms of fantasy it all kind of rotates like they all have some good spells so it's just trying to like time it well yeah good solid got a good solid start for them so i thought i thought adama looked extremely dangerous i don't know if you've seen the highlights of this game my god mm. i would like to know what his xg was him alone he looked back to like what adama was two seasons ago he just couldn't finish couldn't finish his dinner but yeah apart from that i thought he looked really sharp I was going to say, how did, just, just very quickly, because uh, I didn't see the highlights, how did Wolves line up under the new manager? Three at the back still. Still three uh, at the back? Oh. I think they kind of have to with Connor Cody in the, in the team, don't they? Just play him as a DM. It's where he belongs. It's yeah. where he wants to go. <laughs> Let the yeah. man be free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're a bit of a, they're a, a wait and see just because you're not really sure what's going to happen. But um, Oh, of course, yeah. You know. Yeah, just what I said about Adama, I thought he looked incredibly sharp. But agreed with all you said on, on Leicester. Uh, it was just one of those games where the second half, they were happy to sit in a little bit and and take the 1-0. Wolves didn't really threaten, um, apart from Adama, who doesn't really have the finishing ability. So, But I wouldn't be surprised if he provided him and there's a lot again this season. Uh, yeah, and that's is that everything. Kind of skimmed through a lot. Um, Everton, Southampton. We- Everton Southampton, yeah. Uh, Adam Armstrong looks like he actually could be quite good. Oh. Uh, we'll wait and see on him, did, though. Um, did you see the Michael Keane shuffle for the goal? Have you seen it? No. no. Oh, I don't re- I, I, I've seen the goal. I just don't remember the Michael Keane shuffle. I'll have to. Oh, it. what was he doing? Is it like, oh, oh, no, I've lost the ball. Oh, oh, they scored. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It was bad. It was really bad. Oh. As, uh, as part of the anti-Michael Keane brigade, I shall... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I started liking him again recently. recently. Yeah, it was bad. Um, oh oh just dear. quickly, you know I said I had on off before we started recording, I had one regret for my FPL mm. team. Um, it was mm. I started started with Danny Ings and didn't start with Dominic Calvert Lewin. He looked he looks so dangerous. Their game their game plan is literally play to Calvert Lewin. Um, he did a nice little bit on Match of the Day about how many crosses Everton put in. That was basically I, what what they did. I was about to say like they've. I mean, obviously that's that's down to Rafa of what he wanted. But you know, when you when you bring in Damari Gray and Andros Townsend, you're going to do one thing and that's cross the ball. 
Yeah. And Luca Dini, obviously, yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, Cavaloon could be one to watch for sure if if they keep this up. I don't know, maybe they'll bring Duncan Ferguson out of retirement again. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be perfect for it, really. Um, But, yeah, no, I'm surprised, actually. I'm I'm surprised. I don't know how Rafa's going to work at Everton. No, yeah, I thought they actually played well second half. But, yeah, the the clear plan is Calvert-Lewin is, you know, I actually... I'm going to say fairly limited in terms of like being involved in build-up play and stuff like that. But he is brilliant in the box. He's quite old-fashioned in that way. And he's going to put crosses into him and he will sniff out and just score. Um, and I thought, you know, just another point was I thought Ings looked really quiet minus the penalty. So that was my main, you know, it was one of those, well, the guy I had wasn't very good. Calvert-Lewin was brilliant. But again, it's quite hard to gauge after one game and, and Villa have Newcastle on at the weekend. So... Might be a party. I keep, I, I keep forgetting Danny Ings is at Villa. It it doesn't seem right to me that he is. Yeah. It's just very weird. And then finally, last and quite possibly least, it was Brighton oh, Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone saw Burnley scoring in the second minute. Definitely not with Tarkovsky. Oh, it was um, such a foul. A, okay, let's let's sort this out now very quickly. <laughs> Mope was weak. Okay. He, li- he used his hands. Like, he literally used his palm. He and just charged him. him. Mope fell over. It's a foul. It's such a foul. It's not. And Tarkovsky afterwards was very much just like, yeah, I just did what I usually do. And he just like fell over. So be stronger next time, Neil. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was quite savage. <laughs> now, I understand um, his argument. But I mean, he did literally use his hands and push him to the ground. Weak. Yeah, Mope but... is Mope is not a, a weakling, okay. This guy, he, he's got some muscle to, and he can stand his ground, like I don't know, just. But anyway, it's the usual Brighton of crap from set pieces, <laughs> which is which is a thing. Uh, but anyway, they still fluke to win, so there you go. Fluke to um, win. Fluke to win, yeah. But um. Uh, a, a... I think Shane Duffy actually got mad at the match. It was just a, a quick point I wanted to make about when we do inevitably need to look for uh, Simicast replacements. Um, Shane Duffy started, played really well, despite having a stinker last 18 months. So, um, like, he might be a, a, a replacement if he keeps his te- it keeps his place in the team. Obviously, no Ben White anymore. Uh, Hoover played for Wolves, 4 million, but I'd expect Semedo to replace him. Uh, and Liveramento, from mm. Southampton played and looked, I thought looked pretty decent. So, just a, a little tidbit to say there's a few 4.0 replacements if you need one for Simicast when Robertson inevitably comes back. I think Levermento is probably my favourite one at the moment just because I've already got Sanchez, but I think Duffy is, is decent as well. And a, a 4 million from a, a decent defensively Brighton team is a bit of a steal, actually. Mm. I, have to conf- I have to fully confess. I, I don't. I keep thinking Livermento is some like football manager player. He doesn't sound. Does, does, he has a name that just doesn't sound real for some reason. Don't ask why. Just just one of those names doesn't sound right to me. I don't know. <laughs> he sounds like he came from Serie A, and in fact, he came from Chelsea. Yeah. No. Yes. What? Yeah. He just sounds like a foreign regen. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. He's not the worst. He's not the worst like foreign regen sounding name I've heard, but like. It's like someone who's like Liverpool and Mento. Yeah, they'll do. I'll stick that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
It's not as bad as like Ronaldo Vieira, uh, for example. But you know, who's real? I mean, no, who is real? No, that's what I mean. Like, no, yeah. that's like the most regen sounding name there is. Um, <laughs> I think that will mostly finish the podcast for this week. This was a bit of a ramble just about the first game week and our thoughts and feelings. But as we said, give it a couple of weeks. If you're not happy with your team, it's okay. Just you know, we'll see where it goes. And if you really want a wild card in a few weeks' time, then go for it. But just don't don't hit the panic button yet. You know. Uh, and the same with Sky obviously don't do anything until Overhaul comes in then we'll have a full pod on that I'm sure Um, one final note before we end the podcast uh, is Captains Uh, now FPL wise uh, obviously there's a lot of Bruno or Salah uh, debate for this weekend Jack who are you going for? Salah yeah (laughs) yeah Um, fair enough they're at home as well, yeah. uh, Bruno. I, I like. I literally. I genuinely have just kept the exact same starting eleven, same captain, same vi. Um, That's fine. Yeah, Burnley are, are not very good against good teams, are they? No, no. Well, I think they beat. Well, they beat Liverpool last season. They so, weren't good but... then. No. <laughs> I think they're good now. <laughs> yeah, um, I've gone Salah as well. Obviously, I don't have Bruno to select. Of course, um, my vice actually, I've gone with Buendia. Um just because they're against Newcastle, so, you know, you might do quite well. Uh, Lukaku is against Arsenal, so it's not the, a guaranteed, like, point scorer uh, for this weekend. Uh, but no, yeah, that's uh, that's captains for Sky. Now, it's hard to do analysis of this because, uh, and you probably know this if you play the game, they've had a bit of a technical glitch, haven't they? So no one can actually select their captains for this week uh, until Friday. Which really sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> less of about that, the better. Just get it sorted, please. I can't. You know, actually, in fairness, I think from our point of view, it actually might suit the players who are switched on. But um, yeah, it is a bit irritating. But I, I've luckily I've got my spreadsheet out in front of me, and as it stands, <laughs> I am on uh, Salah, Bruno, and Antonio. Um, uh. I'd say it. snap, but I don't have Antonio. Uh, who have I got for Monday night? Then it's less. Tielemans. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Indeedy actually. Oh, okay. My first team. Um, bit risky, but there you go. What did he um, get you at the weekend? Out of interest. Uh, he got four. Okay. Brilliant, but I don't know. Maybe Stag- it'd be better because West Ham are a tougher team, I guess. And they don't like the, the ball release. actually. So, so you yeah. might get a nice, some passing bonus. So, because um, West Ham actually really don't like possession. So, yeah. And then second team, which is obviously a lot more defence orientated um, for me, will be, or should be, I think, Trent. Uh, who's my Sunday captain? Bruno. I haven't got Bruno. Oh. Uh, you who's going to be my Sunday? Who is, who's this? Wolves, Spurs, Southampton, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea. Um. Have you got any might Chelsea have be, Might have to be Ben... Huh? Have you got any Chelsea first? Um, not in my second team. Might have to be Ben White, actually. God. Yeah. Looks like it's going to have to be Ben White or Hoybjerg. Uh, and then uh, Monday is probably be Pereira or Tillemans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... But yes, I, I'll select that when I'm actually able to do so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my second team will be the exact same, I think. Salah, Bruno, Antonio. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, I think that they'll probably be the most... Yeah, I'm 90% sure they'll be the most popular captains on each day. Um, yeah. All right, good. Uh, that will wrap up the pod for this week. Any last bits of advice, Jack, before we end? I assume you're rolling a transfer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah. Do- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most obvious, most obvious bit of advice. Uh, and, but unless, yes, you have, no. <laughs> unless you have Gundogan, I guess it's like the only time I probably wouldn't. Yeah, that's true. I've seen a lot of people. Obviously, he's injured, isn't he? So yeah, um, yeah, not good. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. give yourself two next week. Lovely, cool. Uh, well, that'll wrap it up for this week, guys. Go follow us on Twitter at Bus Parking FPL, uh, where we'll have more analysis of both FPL and Sky. Good luck for this week, Jack. And you, Callum. May the force be with you. May the force be with you too. That's been, we've never used that before on this podcast. I'm fairly convinced. Oh, quick, quickly. How much did I nail my analysis of the the, the preemption analysis of the Tottenham City game? What is in what you wrote to me on WhatsApp? We were like, we're going to counter and win this. And the, and the like, tweet. Yes. Did you not see the tweet? Yeah, yeah, I saw the tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. good, wasn't it? Okay. Fortune teller. I'd, I'd I'd be a millionaire if I could break every game down that well. Yeah, well, I keep asking you for lottery numbers and you don't give them to me. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just cruel. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that will that that'll do us for this week. Uh, yeah, as I said, good luck, and hopefully we'll speak to you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>